children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Welcome to Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing some praises to our awesome God. said that's the great commandment. What's a commandment? Well, it's a rule for us to obey. Matthew 22:37. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself.
soup. He saw, saw the soup. Jacob made a meal and he had a deal. And he saw, saw the soup. He saw, saw the soup. He saw, saw the soup. Jacob made a meal and he knew he had a deal. And he saw, saw the soup. Just smell that lentil soup. It's got onions and gravy, and I know it'll taste real fine. It'll only cost your birthright. Just sign on the dotted line. He saw, saw the soup. He saw, saw the soup. Jacob made a meal, and he knew he had a deal. And he saw, saw the soup. He saw, saw the soup. Stomping through the fields all day. Just drive up to my window. I've got fast food ready made. What good is a house and land that your birthright would supply? Cause if you don't get food in your belly real soon, you're probably going to die. He saw, saw the soup. He saw, saw the soup. Jacob made a meal and you had a tea. Saw the soup. He saw, saw the soup. He saw, saw the soup. Jacob made a meal and he knew he had a deal. He saw, saw the soup. Oh, please now, brother Jacob, I'll do anything you say. For that little bowl of soup, I'll gladly sign my life away. But quickly, quickly. Cause if you don't, I may lose control. Mm. Oh. Mm. Oh. oh, it's good. Mm. Oh. Mm. He saw, saw the soup. He saw, saw the soup. Jacob made a meal and he knew he had a deal And he saw, saw the soup He saw, saw the soup He saw, saw the soup Jacob made a meal and he knew he had a deal And he saw, saw the soup 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 Singing is such a great way to praise the Lord. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible and Living Sound. Achish, the king of Gath. David, my friend, have a seat here by my side. I would talk with you a moment. Thank you, your majesty. David, you are my friend, are you not? I consider you a good friend, your majesty. And I am your friend. I sincerely hope so, sir. 
For many weeks now, I have given you sanctuary from your king, Saul. You have been helpful to me, winning battles and driving out enemies. I trust you. Today, for the first time, however, we make war against Israel, your country. I know you would be true to my trust, but... Well, David, my lords and princes think otherwise. They... Well, David, they protest against you going into battle with us. They are of the opinion that you might turn against us and fight on the Israelite side. I know you would do no such thing, but the lords and princes don't, so they... Well, I must ask you and your men to leave and go back to Ziklag. But what have I done to deserve this, Your Majesty? Nothing, David, nothing. You are in my sight as an angel of God. However, as soon as it is light in the morning, you and your men must depart. I am sorry, David, my friend, but that is the way the Philistine lords and princes would have it. Well, Joab, I guess we'd better go home. King Achish, or rather his princes, have forbidden us to accompany them in battle. That is too bad, sir. Oh, on the contrary, it was God's great mercy to me that prompted their decision. I will never cease to thank God that we were not allowed to go with them. Why, sir? I would think that had you been in the enemy camp, you would have been in a position to help Israel. Oh, think, Joab. If I had helped Israel, I would have been a traitor to King Achish, who has befriended me and who trusts me. If I had helped Achish, I would have been a traitor to my own people, my people, over whom God has appointed me to be king. Oh, yes. Say you would have been caught in an impossible position. All because I again failed to trust completely in God. I should never have sought refuge among God's enemies. I should never have deceived the Philistines. I lied to them by pretending to be loyal to them. I too should have had greater integrity. My influence was not good. I must ask God to help me gain the victory over my besetting sin. For lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. But now, Joab, tell the men to prepare for the return to Ziklag. Yes, sir. But when the men reached Ziklag, they beheld a scene of desolation. The whole city was a vast mound of smoldering ashes, and not one single inhabitant was left. <laughs> oh, this is all my fault. I should never have joined the Philistines in the first place. If I had trusted in God, he would have found a way to save me from the wrath of King Saul. Instead, what did I do? I took things in my own hands and fled to the Philistines, and through open deception, fooled them into believing I had become one of them. And now this... It is your fault, David. Because of you and your deception, we've lost our wives and children. Men, what shall we do about it? Do you think that stoning David to death is fair exchange for the lives of our wives and children? Men, before you do anything foolish, I ask you to stop, think, and look about you. Do you see signs of dead bodies? Any sign at all? Oh, I don't know. Our wives and children are not dead. 
The Amalekites have taken them prisoners. They still live. There is a chance that we can rescue them. Oh, is this so, David? I shall inquire of the Lord, and he will tell us what to do. O Lord of Israel, God of creation, Jehovah, sustainer of life, shall we pursue after the Amalekites? Will we overtake them and rescue our families from their clutches? Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all that the Amalekites have taken. So David went, he and four hundred men, for two hundred were so faint and weary they could not cross over the brook Besor and they pursued after the Amalekites. And on the way, they came upon an Egyptian in a field. Me, me hungry, faint, faint, food. Joab, give this boy some figs and raisins and water. Now, boy, who are you? Me, me, Egyptian, servant of Amalekite master. Ah, you were the servant to an Amalekite? Me, me slave. Here, drink this water and you'll feel stronger. Eat these raisins and figs. Now, if you're the slave to an Amalekite, what are you doing all alone way out here in the wilderness? Me, me sick. Me about to die. So, Master, leave me here. Were you among those who invaded and burned Ziklag? Yes, we burn Ziglag with fire. Take women, children, and old men prisoners. Can you lead us to this band of Amalekites? If you promise not to give me back to Amalekite Master, I show you the way to camp. I promise. There's the Amalekite camp, celebrating in victory and great spoils they took from the raid. We will attack. A surprise attack. men, we attack. Fight hard and bravely for God, for our country, and for our families. David, sir, not one of our men is missing, dead, or even hurt. But the enemy, they are all killed, except for about 400 young men who escaped on camels. We have captured hundreds and hundreds of cattle and sheep and goats and camels and many other things of value. Well done, Joab. Tell the men to rest for a while and enjoy the company of their rescued loved ones. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, we were so glad to see you, David. For a time there, we despaired of ever being rescued. But we trusted in God and still somehow believed way down inside that we would be rescued. And it's taught me a lesson. Never again will I deceive anyone, regardless of how difficult things may be and how much I think it necessary to deceive. It isn't. God always has a way out. All we have to do is trust and believe and await God's pleasure. Oh, David, my husband, I love you very much. So does God, or he wouldn't bless you and be with you as he is. Because of these experiences, David, you'll make a better, more understanding and just king of Israel. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at one 800 634 
1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Squeezing cantaloupe, my friend Mariam. Hi, Mr. Habib. Your school report about people in your town. Have you finished it? Nope. Just one more question for you. Okay, I'm ready. Why fruit? Why fruit? Yes. Why do you sell fruit? Why is there Habib's fruit market? Because I know something that many of my customers don't even know. Really? Is it a secret? Nope. If you want to be healthy and strong, you see, fruit is medicine. Medicine? Yes. When God created fruit and vegetable, he was really making medicine that is more powerful than anything you can find at drugstore. Take these oranges. They contain vitamin C, something everybody needs to fight cold and flu. And these blueberries, they help fight cancer. Everything you see here is powerful medicine designed by God to keep us healthy and strong. I didn't know that. I thought that just tasted good. You see how wise God is? He made the things that are good for us taste good too. He put wonderful flavor in each one. Watermelons, grapes, pomegranates, pineapple. Each is filled with good medicine and delicious flavor. And mangoes? Especially mangoes. So when I sell fruits and vegetables, I'm giving my customer for medicine from great physician himself. Thank you, Mr. Habib. That's great to know. I'll take a big bag of those medicine mangoes over there. I want my mom and dad to be healthy, too. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is It's No Place to Hide. Johnny, Teddy, and Grant kept getting in Mother's way all morning long as she tried to get her housework done. Finally, Mother said, Why don't you boys run outside to play? Before long, it will be time for me to fix lunch, and if you're good, I'll have a surprise for you. I know what it is, Johnny shouted. So do I, Teddy chimed in. It's ice cream that you made in our new refrigerator. Mother smiled and shooed the boys outside, saying as she did so, Keep an eye on Grant, won't you? Grant was five years old, the baby of the family, and small for his age. Often, Johnny and Teddy wished he were older so that he could join in their games better. But today that didn't matter, for their cousin would soon arrive to visit the boys and stay for lunch. And before long, he had come, and what fun they had. And to top it all off, there was to be ice cream for lunch. Not it for hide-and-seek, Teddy yelled. Not it. Not it, the older boy shouted quickly. So Grant was left to be it. After they decided where home base was to be, Grant hid his face and counted out loud. One, two, three, four, right up to ten, and then he started all over again, for Grant didn't go to school and couldn't count any further. After the older boys had plenty of time to hide, Grant started searching. Two of them sneaked in free, but Teddy was caught, so now Grant would have a turn to hide. When it's my turn, I'm going to hide in the old icebox, he said to himself. They will never think to look for me out here in the backyard where Daddy brought this icebox yesterday. No sooner said than done. Grant watched until the boys were out of sight. Then he opened the door and crept in. The door gave a rather final and firm click behind him, and he felt a bit scared. It was so dark and quiet in there. He waited only a short time before he called to be let out. Then, finally, he put his cramped knees against the door and pushed, but it didn't open. It didn't move one bit. Meanwhile, the boys were found, and search as they would, they couldn't find Grant. He's probably gone over to play with Keith, Teddy said. He did that last time we played hide-and-seek. They were just starting to play on the swings when Mother called, Lunch is ready, boys! My, what a scramble for the bathroom there was to wash up for lunch. But when they heard Mother call, Boys, where's Grant? They all filed back into the kitchen. Mother hardly waited for an answer before she was running down the back steps, two or three at a time, straight for the old icebox that the junk man had not come for yet. The boys watched in amazement and horror as she swung the heavy door wide and lifted out poor Grant, who was very, very still. The boys thought he was dead, and Teddy started to cry, but he was cut short as Mother shouted, Johnny, call Dr. Ross quickly, and then call the rescue squad and tell them what has happened. Hurry! She sounded as if she were going to cry, too. As she talked, she laid Grant face down, head turned sideways on the lawn, bent over his body, and started to press on the sides of his chest. One, two, three, four. That was to help Grant get fresh, pure air into his lungs and start him breathing again. Grant had been in the old icebox so long that he had breathed up all the good air inside of it, and after all the good air was used up, he fell into a very deep sleep and stopped breathing. That's the way Mother had found him. If she didn't push on his chest like that to get the good air into his lungs again quickly, he might never again have awakened. With every push on his chest, Mother prayed, Dear God, if it be thy will, please help the air to get into Grant's lungs and bloodstream before it is too late. 
It seemed that Dr. Ross arrived as soon as the rescue squad's inhalator truck, and it wasn't long before Grant opened his eyes and smiled weakly at Mother. They took him inside and put him in bed to rest. You saved his life, Mrs. Vickers, Dr. Ross said to Mother, but she replied quietly, No, Doctor, God did. Needless to say, the four boys didn't need to be told never, never to hide in an icebox. They could see that to get themselves into a place without proper air was far, far too dangerous. heard today was first published as part of the Vacation Bible School program in the book God's World by the Review and Herald Publishing Association and the General Conference Sabbath School Department. If you are interested in any other products published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy, foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.